Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up? It's uh, another week of Rad Years Podcast. We're a little yeah, late. It's... I was on a different continent, a different couple different time zone squeezer. Really? In just all that in just like six days? Yeah. Uh, we recorded two in one week and uh, timed it out so that we, we wouldn't miss a week. Breaking the illusion. Unlike we did last time I went to Europe and we accidentally missed two weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, uh, that was, you can chalk that up to gross incompetence, so it's not our fault. Right, it's not our fault. Gross incompetence. But yeah, I was in uh, uh, Prague, which is in the Czech Republic, Squeezer. Ooh. I, was, I know that from Mission Impossible. Ah, I was in Munich, which is in Germany for Oktoberfest. I know that from various other movies. I was in Mallorca, which is an island off uh, the southern coast of Spain, which is uh, independent uh, of Spain, but they're still part of Spain. It's kind of like Puerto Rico for us, I think. And we were in a city called Palma. It's a nice resort town. Gotcha. And then we finished out in Barcelona, or Barcelona, as they say over there, which is in Catalonia, which is trying to fight for its independence from Spain. Are people really still fighting for their independence? So, uh, I thought people just gave up, like, uh, other than Quebec and California. No, this is, this is way worse than Quebec, California, or Texas. So, the day we decided to hike, so apparently, what I learned from Barcelona, what Enchantress and I learned from Barcelona is the city wasn't what it is today until the 92 Olympics. Say what you want about towns that poured everything in the Olympics and got nothing in return. Barcelona owes everything they are to the 92 Olympics. Hmm. Uh, so apparently they did so much. Every, t- every time we look something up, it was like, oh, from the 92 Olympics, they, the beaches that they have there were formed from the, the 92 Olympics. There was just like uh, industrial complexes that they destroyed and turned into two miles of beachfront. They built this around this area like we hiked up to the olympic park squeezer mm-hmm. it is amazing the view it, it's like all up a mountain basically and and the buildings everything's still kind of like intact it's not decrepit like no, so many no, other they, olympic they, sites it's, it's still used there was soft there was there was a, a baseball field which is used for softball and baseball because uh, that was back when baseball and softball were in the olympics uh, there's people using tennis there. Yeah, it's all still used. All still used. I think, was it China already where they showed where like everything's just looks like uh, Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is um, this is still like it. The, they, they owe so much to the 92 Olympics. And it kind of got me obsessed because the 92 Summer Olympics was the first where I really remember being into it because that, of course, was the year of the dream team. It was dream team, yeah. Uh, I, I remember just, I was never heard of Barcelona before. I was like, what the hell is Barcelona? And uh, as a kid, that was the first time you're seeing any of these sports. Yeah, we were we were about 10, you and I. Mm-hmm. You were 9, I was 10. And yeah, I, I remember we we watched a dream team. We watched uh, gymnastics. My mom was into the diving. So we went to the diving, uh, out, it's an outdoor diving uh, pool. Mm-hmm. And the view from it is just freaking gorgeous. It it was really incredible. 
it, it, it's a beautiful city. I can't recommend Barcelona enough. If you're going to Europe and you you want an outside city, Prague is wonderful too. Going to Oktoberfest is amazing, but Barcelona stole my heart. It really is great. Enchantress, I think, would agree. We had a great nice. time there. Uh, but if you saw my, if you were following the snaps, I was, uh, or not snaps, what is it, story on Instagram, on uh, Radier's Instagram, uh, there was tons of these really cool dark rides, uh, haunted dark rides at the Oktoberfest in Munich. Mm-hmm. We went on a few, but there, there was just so many of them. And they're so rare over here anymore. But uh, there was just so many really high quality, good dark rides over there. So that was really cool. But then there was this like uh, on the, near the beachfront in Barcelona, there was this kind of like um, carnival. And I snapped that one picture of that ride, the superhero car. And I tagged you in it. Yeah. So it featured three Spider-Mans. The one in the left corner, if you remember the picture, was Spidey from Spider-Man 2. You see the Doc Ock in his eyes. <laughs> like the reflection. <laughs> oh, so they're just pulling stuff Yeah, out they're totally just ripping. Like yeah. There's uh, like a video game Batman, and there's the Bruce Wayne Batman on it. There's Wonder Woman. Um, hold on, I save the picture. I'll, I'll scroll back and go to well, it. Well, yeah, the, the mashup between Marvel and DC is what immediately caught my attention. Yeah, the, it was like, fuck it. The American copyrights be damned. Yeah. Where okay, here it is. It was called Car Superheroes. So Holly Berry's <laughs> Catwoman's on there. There's the Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man. Couldn't have gone Eartha Kit. Now, Henry Cavell Superman. Uh the video game Batman. Um Captain America from the movies. Wonder Woman in the middle. Uh Cap I mean, uh, Hulk from the from the movies. Iron Man mm-hmm. from the movies. Uh then below um, you've got uh, an Avengers shot. Uh, you've got a Black Widow right next to Wonder Woman. Uh, it's basically like, all right, we know Wonder Woman, Catwoman, and, and um, Batman are popular. We're going to mix them in with... But there was like three different... There was the video game Spider-Man, the, the Homecoming Spider-Man, and the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man all on on this this uh, it never occurred to me that they just rip those right out of like screenshots oh yeah that's that's what they did it's <laughs> exactly what they did a superhero car or car superheroes so and you get in this car and kind of like goes drives erratically like paul walker on malibu or um, on the mahalan drive too soon i mean not for me i wasn't there um, sorry, that was tragic. I shouldn't have made that joke. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was a great trip. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Did you miss me, Squeezer? I did miss you. It was, it was strange not doing it. At one point I'm, I'm kind of like, I should be doing a show right now. And I'm not saying that's the only reason why I missed you. Of course. I'm, we could have um, done it. We could have done it. The, the internet is the you know how when you go to like a football game or a concert or like a fair, the the internet just gets choked out. Yeah. Well, for some reason in Europe, they it doesn't happen at Oktoberfest where there was I think like half a million people there. Mm-hmm. The 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 LTE the, the wireless internet still worked perfectly fast. 
Is it because they've developed a system there that can handle it, or is it because Europeans just know how to enjoy their lives and they don't have to have their face buried in a phone all the time? Well, there's a lot of non-Europeans there. With their faces buried in their phones. In their phones. But what happens is the FCC over-regulates and hogs all the LTE, LTE bandwidth here in America. But over there, it's all open. So there's plenty of bandwidth for all that traffic to travel on. So when like a thousand people get into a room together, they don't choke out the one cell tower. It's like a digital Audubon. Yeah, exactly. It's a digital Audubon. There's plenty of space and speed for everyone to get on. My brother was explaining this to me today. Um, yeah, so that's why. Because uh, no matter where you go, there's always, like no matter how many people, there's always good cell service because... Because of that reason, uh, can I give a shout out to another podcast squeeze? We got a Absolutely. nice email from the boys at We Just Nerd here. Um, uh, check it out. Uh, a search on, I believe, on uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We Just Nerd here. Josh sent me a message. He's looking for um, some opinions from us from an upcoming show. I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to give away his lead, but you and I have a little homework to do so we could help him out. So check out Josh and his friends at uh, We Just Nerd here. Um, but uh, moving on, squeeze. What do you have for what do you have for us? Oh well, while you were uh, gallivanting across the globe, and that's exactly uh, what I was doing. Yes, uh, I I delved deep and I did a little spelunking uh, in the um, the final the final days of Zern's farmers market. Yeah. Have you ever been to Zern's? I have only ever heard you talk to me about it. Okay. It's um it's an old school uh you know uh, I guess you would call it like around here like an Amish farmers market and they're flea shutting down kind of thing. Yeah, they're shutting down after what, like 90 years or something like that. Were they putting a mini mall there? Strip mall? Uh they just couldn't uh keep up with the uh lease and the rates i guess they're looking to get someone to buy they and no one would bite on it it's kind of been on the downslope lately it's kind of a lot of empty uh storefronts and counters and stuff like that it just it wasn't the same as it was like you know back in the day and sure. like it's heyday yeah um but it's a, it's a great place to just find some cool stuff so like you have your and they were only open fridays and saturdays and it was one of those places where it's like you have a guy where like you had like a butcher shop and there was a, like a counter where you can go and get a sandwich, and then there was also like a, a like the pretzel stand. But then in the corner there'd be like the ninety nine cent booth that the guy would just have boxes on the floor that you can dig through and you know buy, you know close pins and duct tape. Was there like, a guy selling like, my like dad and I would at tube the socks flea market? What's that? Was there a guy selling tube socks? Oh, absolutely. There are multiple tube sock stands. Yeah, it's it's not a flea market if there's someone's not selling tube socks. Um, there's a vinyl vinyl guy. Uh, this one guy that sells a shit ton of wrestling figures. Um, and I went to uh, the card lady. This there's an older woman. She had a shop and just shit tons of of cards, sports cards, collectible cards, all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, so I I came away with. And she was doing a little like fifty percent off kind of sale thing. So I, I dug it. I'm like, you know what? I might as well indulge myself. 
and I'm digging through and I'm looking for all the weird stuff. Now, I, I, I used to collect sports cards. At this point, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm so, unless I found something that really popped out to me, like that right. I had or remember as a kid, or this just looked cool, to me, they just, they bore me. They're the same thing over and over again. But I did come across a few things and some things we even talked about. So I told you, I mentioned on Instagram, I got a whole set of ALF cards. Yes. Uh, the ones with the stickers and the Mel Mac baseball, mock baseball cards. So those weren't tops or Fleer. What brand was it? That was an off were, brand. I'm, I'm opening my, um, remember those old plastic box cases? With yeah, the yeah, yeah, of course. Hinges. I, ha uh, I had these ALF cards, but I remember they're on off-brand. I had the ALF Across America cards. Yep, Tops. Tops. Uh, there's a brand of ALF. Alien Productions by Tops. These are the baseball ones. Let me see if these are... Yep, Tops. And the stickers. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the Tops. Images. Yeah, and th like the there's multiple sets. Like there was... Uh, like, they'd have shots and clips from the show and then just Alf posing in different outfits saying something moderately hilarious. I had a bunch of these. N none of them specifically. I don't think I ever had any of the baseball card ones, though. Those are pretty cool and silly in that Alf, Alf kind of way. Bullion baseball? Yeah. So I got some of those. And then I picked up, because I remember I had a bunch of these as a kid. The uh, upper deck, you know, upper deck, the card manufacturer, and they had the baseball license. And I had uh, a bunch of the Looney Tunes ones. Remember those? Mm-hmm. And so I picked up a bunch of the Looney Tunes baseball ones with, like, Bugs and, like, the whole crew, Daffy and stuff like that, and Marvin the Martian, Ralph. So I picked up a couple of those just because... They were like loose ones, but I just remember having them, and I kind of wanted them just for posterity's sake. I picked up two packs of Berenstain Bear story cards. Ah. Uh, they're still unopened yet, and they have a free in free inside how to draw sticker and newsletter. Yeah, from the 1992 Berenstain Bear series. I'm saying it correctly here. Well, that's I mean Mandela effect. I remember as Berenstain Bears personally. Me too. Well. Uh, okay, and, so well, then here's I what I picked up. Hey, I got a whole bunch of shit here. Here's what I was thinking of. It's from a company called Zoot, Z O O T. It's called oh. US of Alf. Okay, well, I have another set of Zoot cards in my hand right now. Oh. Do you remember Wackosaurs? Yeah, of course. I have an entire, I don't know if it's the full set, I got to go through, but I have a, a good set of the first series of Wackosaurs. Um, I'll post a bunch of these. They're all stickers. They're all sticker cards. A I, lot yeah, of them, all, I realized, are the same card. They all, just changed the names around. Yeah, all of the Zoot cards were sticker cards, I think. That was yeah. the thing. I just remember the U.S. of ALF. That's when I learned that the state bird of Pennsylvania was the ruffed grouse. You didn't know that? Well, not until I got the U.S. of ALF card from Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ, how did you graduate high school? Did you... <laughs> Well, this was 1987. I was five. Did you, <laughs> you, did, you were already in college, huh? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Jake joke. And now we've talked about this before. If there's one thing 
that red, white, and blue, God bless America, knows how to uh, commodity commoditize. Commoditize. Com can make can make money off of can make can make uh not gonna work here anymore not gonna work here anymore uh what'd my good buddy ike say back in the 50s when he was leaving office buy bonds uh, okay or beware the american uh military industrial complex yes well what makes more money than the military industrial complex kellogg's okay well i, I was gonna say trading cards oh okay because I have a full set. Oh, I know. Don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. Who who am I looking at on the top of my set here? General Schwarzkopf. No, he's in there. I had to put a different Dick, guy. Dick Cheney. H his boss. Yes. Yes. I, the, you're I talking the Desert Storm trading cards. Operation Desert Storm trading cards. And sitting on my desk now, I'm going to frame this in one of those like screw cases. I have Secretary of Defense. Dick Cheney staring me I down. know that set well. My brother had it in its entirety. Here's the true fact. If you're in Allentown and you go to that, that weird store in the flea market that I bought those Alf bumper stickers in, you can buy yourself an entire set of those cards. Oh, they have them there too? Yeah, in the same plastic case that you're talking about. Yep. They're for sale in there too, yeah. What'd they want for them? I think a dollar. For the whole set? Whole set, yeah. I got ripped off. What'd you pay? Six. Man, they fleeced your ass. Mm. Well, she was going out of business. It was. Oh, and I have one more story, and this is going to melt your heart. All right. So I was going through, and I come across uh, there's a, another stand in the back, and they have some toys there. Like a, It was just a wall. It was just a mountain of toys, old toys and bins, and you know the kind of stuff I like where I can just dig around the 50-cent right. bin? I'm digging around, and I see a Series 1 JP number 6 Velociraptor. Oh. Like, in perfect, squeeze the legs, perfect working condition. Paint looked great. The JP was rubbed a little bit, but it looked good. And I had it in my hand, and I'm still kind of shopping around, digging around. There's no one else in the place. So I just set it back down. I'm like, I'm getting you on my, I'm going to grab that on my way back. And I'm thinking either I get it and would look cool, like just here on the desk or on the set, or even like, hey, Ted Brothers can never have too many Velociraptors. Do something with it, make it a cool picture, right? Um, oh, did you get it and send it to him? No. I'm walking back to get it, and uh, a kid, his mom, and his sister, two kids come in with their mom, and this kid immediately grabs it. And mom goes, ooh, Velociraptor. And this kid is so excited. Ah, and he's yeah, going, roar, you got roar, to. roar, and, and he loves his dinosaur and stuff. And he's like, mom, can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? And like, she got it for him. Like, it was like a buck, two bucks. And from then the you smacked him in the head in the parking lot and took it from him, right? Uh, dude, it melted my heart. I was, it was the best decision I ever made was to put that down. Because what? So I have it. I already had one, and now I'm gonna have it just to look at, or I, I, you know, I send it to Ted Brothers or something like that. But now this kid, this eight-year-old kid, gets to experience legit old-school Jurassic Park, That's and if rad. that dinosaur brings him the, a quarter of the joy that that thing brought me when I was his age, you know, I, 
it worked out for the best. Yes, when I'm you were his age. Got it. That's what the rad years is all about. Yes. It melted my my that, fragile black heart. It's a big, beautiful heart. Um, yeah, that's a great story. That's uh, I'm, I wish I I wish you would have called me and taken me with you, but I was in Europe, so. Oh, just oh. rubbing that in. No, I'm pretty sure you were just rubbing it. I was in an old grimy flea market that was about to shutter its doors, <laughs> and you're gallivanting across Europe. I was gallivanting. We had a great time. Uh, I just want to keep saying gallivanting. It was. We did gallivant. If there's a there's no better way to describe what we did in Europe than gallivant. All right, squeeze. It looks like you have some news for us. I do, and actually, news this time, not you introducing news, and then I do my history bit. All right, here it is. It, it, are you going to tell us about a current affair? Uh, no, no, that's our news sweeper. Keep that handy. I might have you play that later on in the show just because it feels so good. Was that a current affairs? Yeah. I love it. I know. It doesn't. Oh, I love that sound. Like that, that just pops in my head at random. So. <laughs> Just have that ready. It's ready. For all shit. You know what? Load that every show. One more time. Oh. <laughs> God, that's so good. A current affair. I mean, it did give us Geraldo Rivera, but... Yeah. Well, you, you, not everything's perfect. Well, it gave us Geraldo Rivera back then, which was fantastic. Now, old Geraldo Rivera was... Was was funny and he was kind of in that funny way. Now it's kind of scary. He can actually influence people's thoughts. <sighs> you said it, buddy. Anywho, uh, we got some news. Uh, what do I want to go with first? Oh, uh, remember when? I don't. Do you remember when Toys R Us closed their doors? I do. Okay, because it was only in like June. Was Which it was kind of a big deal. June? I thought, it, I thought it was like show. last week, it felt like. I know. I know, but... Um, so, there is a chance we might see them again. How chance. so? Um, so, the company that um, kind of... I don't, I don't know how it works. So, I read multiple articles about this from, like, actual, like, economic sites and, like, money.com kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, local like news from like Idaho mm -hmm. and the Idaho story got it completely wrong but it was much easier to understand because it was like written by a seven-year-old um, but rather than um, liquidate everything and uh, basically sell off the the brands of Toys R Us Babies R Us and uh, Jeffrey mm -hmm. uh, the company now that has these rights that would then, uh, uh, you know, sell these brands off are uh, now looking into actually reopening uh, stores using these brands. Oh. Yeah, so it seems, it, I don't think it's the same. Uh, Toys R Us had planned to auction off its rights. Name the company closed. There was liquidation. Yes. But the owners of the company's remaining assets are looking into restarting the business as well as related Babies R Us brand. Toys R Us that. had planned to auction off 
the rights to its names. Bitters had already made offers, but the companies decided to cancel the auction. The company said it's considering a new operating Toys R Us and Babies R Us branding company. The plan would create new domestic retail operations in their Toys R Us and Babies R Us banners, as well as expand an international presence and further develop its private brands. The details of how and when were not disclosed. Mm-hmm. The fact that other bidder, bidders were interested in buying the name doesn't necessarily mean that others were looking to bring it back to life. Companies often buy the brands of out-of-business competitors in bankruptcy court to make sure the brand cannot be used again as a new revive, revi- rival. That's that Yeah, word. That's, I read that exact same article before. I read a bunch of them just because I didn't understand what the hell anyone was talking about. Right. Uh, so the same I really company, should. I'm 35 years old. I should understand some of these words. The sa- unfortunately, the same company that bankrupt Toys R Us now wants to bring it back. Yes, that's the that's the problem. That's the gist of it. Um, and again, though, because and then like when I was reading those local Podunk stories, they <laughs> just kept referencing how oh, uh, online shopping and big box stores put Toys R Us out of business. Wrong. Like wrong. That's not what did it. So. It's the people that ran it into the ground that still have it that can just run it in the ground again. Mm -hmm. Well, so so keep your eyes out for that for new uh, possible. And if anyone out there is an economist, um, you probably shouldn't be listening to this show. But um, yeah, write us. um, Explain. Go to radyears.com and write us. Explain. I understand you can basically file for Chapter 11 and it's kind of just wiping the slate clean, you know, unless you have student debt, God forbid. Explain um, lots of things about life to us. Tell us yeah, how to say anthropomorphized. Oh, um, that I guarantee you that word is going to come up in the show later on. So I can't wait. Get your bingo cards ready. <laughs> and then also another little piece of news. Uh, and two. We'll see you next week. What's that about? Yeah, you will. You posted this yesterday. I did. TGIF is coming back, people. Kinda. Um, ABC's just renaming its Friday Night Block TGIF again, which yeah, is smart. And business. moving a couple of their Tuesday shows uh, to the graveyard. But just basically getting a really, really nice gravestone for it. I think um, these shows have following, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I really would like to figure out how to create that again because it was such a special thing for us as kids. It's not going to happen. It's a time and place thing. I'm never going to watch television on anyone's time frame ever again no no it was and and if it if we do watch these shows it was only and and honestly the only reason that so uh, fresh off the boat and speechless are the two uh sitcoms that are going to be part of the first half of the block and then child support a uh, game show hosted by fred savage uh runs from nine to ten um. Yeah, I. The only reason I would even catch those is because I would be watching like Modern Family. 
And then I, would I used to watch out. Modern Family. I yeah, haven't I used to. in a long time, probably ten years almost. Well, I, I would catch it here and there. I, uh, Mrs. Squeezer was more uh, into, and again, if it like the last, and I would say that's maybe last year, so two years. It's I couldn't tell you the last time I actually sat down and watched something uh, that was on at its scheduled time. Yeah, I I, I just bought. Um, the iTunes season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I can't figure out how to record it on my TiVo. Have we got mm-hmm. TiVo? It's new. And I don't know how to use it. And I, I tried to record Always Sunny and it you keeps... You really going. shouldn't be saying that to an audience that people people that, you know, hire you to know how that stuff works might hear it. Well, no. They hire. They don't hire me to know how it works. They hire me to promote people who do know how it works. Okay. No way have I ever been told I need to know how it works. Fair enough. Um, I don't know how it works, and I keep. I tried to record it, and um, it uh, it keeps recording old episodes. So I just said fuck it, and I bought. The oh, op- you got to go in in the record options. If it's anything like, well, I got an X one platform, so. Yeah, we have the we have the Tiva. I like the guide. I like the Tiva. I just I can't figure out how to record uh, these shows. So I just bought the iTunes Pass. <laughs> <sighs> um. So yeah, TGIF. We'll see what happens. I. It's I don't know what it is. If it's the shows, like I don't. There needs that. You need that flagship show and those characters. And also, there's so much saturation now, too. Like, none of these characters are ever going to catch on and take America by storm. There's no Urkel coming out of this. Right. Even though he is going to be in this episode of Fresh Off the Boat. Um, But, yeah, there's no... Like, Mrs. Squeezer and I, we were having a discussion what would be, like, our top lineup, you know, and, like, she threw in like uh, Boy Meets World and like Sabrina and, and you know stuff like that. I had to go. Oh, and like Full House, of course. And I yeah. think step by step. I have Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, and Dinosaurs. That's my favorite. That's my lineup right there. Wait, what'd you say? Full, okay, ours is the only Full I House, Family out, Matters, Perfect I Strangers, swap out and Full Dinosaurs. House for step by step. All right. I like step by step. Yeah, I just I I figure I can watch Full House somewhere else in syndication on thirty other channels. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, I wish him all the best, but it's uh, different. I mean, it's not like it costs him much more money. I mean, they're going <laughs> to advertise these shows anyway. Now it's you're just kind of like, branding well, it. Like uh, unfortunately. Um... Unfortunately, more kids would rather on Friday night go take their parents' phone and watch YouTube videos, which apparently yeah. is like a huge thing. Like YouTube and kids, it's huge. Which is scary. Yeah. But um our friend's got a kid who comes in and he just he just loves and another friend who just said he just they use their phone to watch an iPad to watch YouTube all, all day. That's all I watch. I'm like, what what's that say about me? Like I watch, like I'll go on, I'll watch like John Oliver's, the best of John Oliver is on YouTube, even mm-hmm. though I have HBO Go, but the best of 
Bill Maher, the best of like I like Seth Meyer clips. I watched the like the Bon Appetit test kitchen stuff. That's what I was sending you with the FS7s yesterday. Yeah, see, I can't I can't do that though, because like uh, in video game terms, I'm a completionist. Mm. Like I have to go through, and I would be that guy that has to get every collectible before I beat the game. Mm -hmm. So the same thing with like the show. I want to know even like the jokes that fall flat or the beats or even like the commercial breaks if there are any like i i can't watch highlights i need to see the entire show well it's not like highlights it's it's like a it's a clip of the show yeah i know but even that i'm like okay i want to know what came before that and after that. Well, the bon appetit stuff that i was sent you yesterday with the cameras they're using that we use mm -hmm. that's that's just a full show i watched binging with babish is like my favorite fucking youtube show it's a cooking show mm -hmm. it's like three minutes but it's fucking great he just makes like food from TV shows, and he does it so well. And he he's, he's really good. I watch um, uh, I, there's so much I watch on YouTube. You you mm -hmm. can find all the content like tailor made for you and what you like, and YouTube will aggregate it for you. So yeah, YouTube the yeah, but YouTube thinks I only like old commercials. <laughs> I, I do love those, so I'm okay with those too. But yeah, YouTube, I pay for the YouTube Plus or whatever the fuck it is, premium, of course I do. Yeah. So um, I, I really dig in. I know commercials, it's it's a smooth ride. I, I, I support the marketplace. I'll watch ads. Well, I, I, I got YouTube premium for Cobra Kai. Ah, okay. And I was going to cancel right after, but I got too used to... Is that what they're calling it now? Premium, not red? Yeah, they canceled red. It's just YouTube premium. Yeah, because that sounds like porn. Yeah, I think that's why they got rid of it. Smart. Yeah. Or but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I do like it a lot. Um, I, I pay, I pay. so this is what I pay for. We were talking about streaming channels, and because mm -hmm. Disney's about to launch. Disney announced that they hired Tom Hiddleston. Fuck. They hired Tom Hiddleston and uh, the Olsen girl to do spinoffs. They're going to do a Loki spinoff show. And a Scarlet Witch spin on show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck. So I pay for now. I pay for Netflix. Pay for Hulu. Yeah. I pay for Amazon, Amazon. Prime, which gives you a whole lot more than just Prime. Sure. Um, the streaming's just kind of a extra benefit. Yeah, I don't use it. Again, I, I went on the other night and I was watching more bad um, documentary shows from the 90s. Please watch Jack Ryan. It might be the best show in the last five years. I'm... It's we just it's we're gonna try to make that a a together show and we just have to time out uh, God, an hour so that we're freaking good together. John Krasinski should be the next Bruce Wayne. He'd be perfect Batman. Oh, mm -hmm. hey, oh, Olive's in here. Our new we have a new kitty, Olive. She's got one eye adopted. Um, she's she's in here. She's not gonna be as loud as Muffin yet, but she's in here. So it's I thought that is how you spell Olive. Were there two eyes? <laughs> It's not this one eye and Olive, and she's a cutie. I'll post a picture on our Instagram. She's a very curious little kitty now. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought her back. Batman Returns. Uh, so, what was I going off on? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what I pay what I, what I for streaming. So, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Jack Ryan, watch it. I pay for YouTube Premium. And I paid for WWE Network just to watch Get Your Bingo Cards Out. 
something else to wrestle with. <laughs> and once that went off the air, I canceled. I pay. What else do I pay for? I, I, I bought the one year of D- DC Direct. We watched a show on that the other day. Human Target. Um, you didn't get CBS yet? No, no. I'm not a Trekkie. you Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, eventually I'm going to have to buy this uh, this Disney network. So I like how they used to say a la carte would never work, but this is exactly what it is now. Yeah. Hey, you, yeah, you could buy FX without ever having the cable network now. Same with HBO. And you can get a sling package if you wanted to get a few of those. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, eventually. And this is you know, this is only good for the cable networks. They won't have to pay for subscribers. Like they pay out the nose for AMC. Mm-hmm. I don't ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, and not that many people watch anymore. So it will be like. No. We still sell, like, cable companies still sell internet, you know? It's, we should start getting a piece. We should start charging the networks a piece because we're providing the, the line. Oh, snap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The tables should turn. If that's the case, they get to determine programming them, too? <laughs> yeah, put put the rad years on. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, What's we... this show about? Uh, two guys ramble for about an hour before they introduce the actual show. Yeah, we're, we're we're forty minutes into a show about McDonald's. This show's about McDonald's, people. We're forty minutes into it, and we haven't talked about it yet. So let's start, Squeezer. Are you ready to start? Whose turn is it uh, to start? I have no idea. It's been it's been the longest since we've done it. I think this is the longest stretch we've ever done in between shows. No, we went when um your your when dad when we accidentally did it. No, when your dad passed. That was two weeks. Oh, was it two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. All right. Here's my first pick. For we're all talking all McDonald's people. Here she comes. Little Bonnie is coming home. Firstborn child. It's a new time for you. There's a stranger in the house today. You want to say hi to your baby sister? So what's all the fuss? Why she's so special to us? Are you wondering how long she'll stay? Beautiful blue eyes. Do you think that we'd forget you? Are you fearing the worst? Do you think we don't remember? I have blue eyes first. It's a good time for a great taste. You are free for lunch. Love McDonald's. It's a good time for talking it over, over cheeseburgers, man to man. Somebody's going to have to show her the ropes. Someone who's been around the block a few times. Taking time to understand. So Olive's down, batting my foot around, but she's like on the power strip. I'm just waiting for her to hit the, hit the power and shut this whole operation down. <laughs> okay, so that was that was the used for many years, a good time for a great taste at McDonald's, which I still to this day feel like is the best slogan. Not I'm loving it. Uh, all my good time, happy memories of McDonald's come from. Like, listen to that commercial. Isn't that just such a, like a fucking great ad? Yeah. It was, it's really, it's up there. It, it makes me want to uh, have like a cup of. 
Doctor's coffee at Christmas kind of feel. Right. You're they're selling garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> with such passion and human and raw human emotion. Now, this ad was thought up by the genius marketing company Leo Burnett. Uh, Leo Burnett and his agency are notoriously famous, and you don't even know, you probably never even heard of them before. He died, uh, Leo Burnett himself, in 1971 at the age of 79. But his company and himself came up with some of the most notoriously wonderful and famous ad campaigns ever. They created the Jolly Green Giant, Tony the Tiger, Charlie the Tuna from Starkiss, the Pillsbury Doughboy, the Keebler Elves, Toucan Sam, Maytag Repairman, Mayhem from Allstate, and probably their most famous and most important, the Marlboro Man from Philip Morris. Jesus. They're like the Hanna-Barbera of commercials. I know. Um, Olive, what are you doing? She keeps trying to get on my lap, but she's got her uh, baby teeth yet, so she bites. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so he created this campaign and, well, no, I don't know if he did it. I think his company did. And 35 years, the Burnett ad agency was um, the McDonald's ad agency till September of 2016. Uh, he did the whole McDLT ad, or I keep saying he, the company did the whole McDLT ad with Jason Alexander, uh, Mac Tonight, which we talked about on this show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first love uh, stuff, the great time, the great taste for McDonald's, uh, the uh, Bird versus McDon uh, Jordan, the showdown one. Remember that ad? Oh yeah, yeah, that was um, uh, uh, the Leo Burnett company. <clears throat> uh, just a lot of good stuff from this company and this ad. When I think of like. If, if you're going to show me a commercial that is, is like a good McDonald's commercial from when I was a child, it better have a good time for a great... T- unless it's Ronald, because the Ronald commercials didn't use that ad, that mm-hmm. that stick. But um, if you're going to show me a non-Ronald McDonald World, McDonald Land Friend commercial for McDonald's, it better have good time for the great taste of McDonald's in it. So that's your... Uh, Advertising history lesson for the day. The Leo Burnett Company. Hmm. Behemoth in the marketing world. Uh, it's time to move to your first big squeeze. You ready for it? Uh, yeah, uh, this is along the, the same lines. All right, here we go. <laughs> Making a happy meal with Ronald and friends. <laughs> Ta-da! Bravo! Hot fries coming through! Okay. Uh, Ronald, the happy meal that's not happy yet! Gucci Goo. <laughs> it just needed a good tickle. And now, right for my McDonald's Happy Meal, please welcome the stars of Epcot, like the merry Mexican Donald and the funny Frenchman Pluto. One toy with each Mickey and Friends Epcot Adventures Happy Meal you buy. Let's hear it for my sister and Goofy. She's the one on the left. <laughs> no, it's not. I got my numbers mixed up. Anywho. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. It, it's been 40 minutes. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so we talked Happy Meal toys before. We have. We did a also, whole show about Happy Meal toys. You can go back. But not just Happy Meal. I think we opened it up to all kids' meal toys. All right? kids' meal toys, yeah. yeah. I'm talking specifically ha- not Happy Meal like toys. The Happy Meal, just the boxes themselves. Yeah, when they moved to bags, it just almost ruined it. It, it Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and there was something special about him. So back in the, this goes back to like the seventies and they were trying to figure out how to get kids. I mean, kids ate McDonald's. They were trying to make it easier for parents because there wasn't a kid's meal. So parents were trying to make a kid's meal on their own. And like they a la carte with, was, order a kid's meal. You what's mean? that? Like a la, cor- a la carte order a kid's meal off the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Like looking for smaller portions, like the smallest thing you can get or like splitting it between kids. So um, it actually came from Guatemala where um, this woman, Yolanda Fernandez de Cofino, I think I did that right. That sounded good. Uh, came up with the Ronald menu. And those were like, um, it came with a, a hamburger, small fries, and a small sundae. So it was like just a smaller package. And McDonald's caught on to this. They brought in this guy, Bob Bernstein, uh, part of the marketing comp- uh, part of their marketing um, uh, clients. And they said, make this work for us. So his idea was, again, making small portions for the kids. And it, it's one of those things, like, you know how, like, you get that stroke of genius thing, or you see something, and it just kind of, that's it? Yeah. He was sitting there, he's watching his kid eat breakfast, and his kid's eating his cereal, and what's he doing? He's glued to the cereal box, Yeah. looking at all the pictures, and dr- right. filling out the puzzles, and all that shit, and immediately, he's like, this is it. This is it, He yeah. goes back to the company, he goes, develop these boxes, Load it. They they outsourced a whole bunch of uh, to artists and stuff for for graphics and puzzles and mazes and stuff. He had the idea to put the golden arch handles on the box, and they they did a test run in uh, I think Kansas City, and uh, from there they launched uh, nationwide in '79, and then it wasn't long after that in '79 they launched their official the first branded one. Or a cross-platform. Was uh, it? Let me guess. Was it Star Trek? It was Star Trek, the motion picture, yes. Yeah, Um, yeah, so that was the first... uh, Probably the uh, most famous. It was probably the first ever fast food license. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was was the first uh, licensed Happy Meal, and it just took off from there. What was your favorite box you can remember? Um... Tiny Toons one was pretty awesome. Mine was the Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. I was obsessed was... with those. Um, the Muppet Babies one was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that one, uh, I remember the Fozzie one, I'm looking at it now, actually, you could, uh, and it even has to say, like, you ask a parent to cut it out for you or an adult. Right, yeah. Uh, and because Fozzie rode a horse, and like the whole gimmick was he was like a knight in shining armor. So he's on a toy rocking horse. Mm-hmm. But you could cut out a little helmet and a shield and sword out of the box, and then, you know, Fozzie could have his uh, his weapons. Oh, nice. You know, shit. Yeah, it was it was really cool stuff. There's, um, you know, Barbie, Transformers, they all did their thing. Um, Oliver and Company, uh, they had a bunch of like puzzles and stuff on that. Some of the ones that they had a whole bunch of different ones, the Batman animated series ones. Weren't those bags or were those boxes? No, they were boxes. Um, and they had some awesome like puzzles. The artwork was just really cool on them, and they had a whole bunch of different ones. Um, oh, this one was uh, 
This one specifically was for the Mask of the Phantasm, uh, in December '93, that I'm checking out. Um, but yeah, it, there was something just special about those. Like there were some where they they weren't that great, um, but when you came across the ones in particular that like you could punch out, and basically you got like a whole playset or like toys to go with it, and like I admit, yeah, I was a spoiled little. Brat, like I had, I was lucky to get some awesome ass toys, mm-hmm. but there was something about getting that cheap little, and not even but back then they were pretty decent, you know, toys that you would get in a Happy Meal. But how happy you would be with just a cardboard sword that you would pull out of your box, or like a cardboard like playset that you could unfold from it. Yeah, I mean, back then, absolutely. Yeah, it was something. Ah, I don't, it was just cool. I don't know why. It was different. And yeah, I, I don't. I now Happy Meals are going. The they're pretty much gone. They're phasing them out, and uh, it's getting harder and harder to sell to or sell toys because uh, some states, some cities, they have to actually charge you for the toy because it's illegal now to give you a toy right. with McDonald's. Right. Uh, so from what stupid. I read, though, CDC actually did a study, and it actually worked, I guess, by not selling as many Happy Meals to kids. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a libertarian, so I don't think you'd have to pass a law. You yeah, I, 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 I'm not, and I still don't. I'm Olive. Stop biting my toes. Olive with one eye. Ryan's o- trying to do a show. Olive with one eye. Uncle Squeezer. Trying to do a show here. That's the letter I, not yeah, her she, eye, she I. I'm has, not being offensive here. She has one eyeball and one eye. She's adorable. She's so cute. I bet she is. Um, so where where were we? I lost my. Oh, um, oh, I I was I was bitching about the the state of affairs. Oh yeah, we both agree on out. that that there should be. I mean, come on. I think you can get a pretty a rather healthy Happy Meal nowadays. Yeah, you get um like you get water or milk with apples and milk. chicken nuggets. Yeah. But they're still coming in at like, you know, I guess they got in trouble. There were some they were selling your happy meals and marketing it for like 370 some calories, but they were coming in at over 400 when they actually tested them. Um so they got they got busted for some false advertising there too. Um but yeah, it, it, it's a sometimes treat. It is a sometimes treat. Yeah. And that's what it was for us as kids. It was it was very few and far between, but Yeah, there was only I don't think there might have been maybe one happy meal. I, it had to have been um the Fraggle Rock cars. Yeah, you had that all I was obsessed with that yeah. I think I talked my mom into letting me like go back and get as many as I could. Aww. That was my my one time, or maybe the uh, uh, what were the Transformer ones? Not the actual Transformer, but the the the, the McDonald's uh, the foodie converty. Fuck, yeah. what are they called? We spoke all about them in yeah. the previous show. Um, yeah, there was one only. I'm I'm not gonna burn your lead on that, but I'll, I'll talk about my obsession that I dumped a shit ton of money into McDonald's for. All right. Well, speaking of that, uh, I got a great story about that. I I spent. Uh, work 
reading about this this past summer, and um, it's really some compelling stuff. So here we go. People everywhere are winning big, playing the Monopoly game at McDonald's. Barbara Gray won a Sea-Doo jet boat. Mary Wallingsford won a $2,000 Citibank shopping spree. Kyle McKinnon won a Sega Saturn with a Daytona USA game. Jerry Colombo won a Dodge Viper. And there are two $1 million prizes left. With millions of prizes left, you could be next. So take a break and get a break at McDonald's. Have you had your break today? Have you had your break today? Yeah, so that was oh, fucking bad. A great line. So, <laughs> the Monopoly game, we all know it. Mm-hmm. But did you know the story of fraud that came out this summer? Regarding Monopoly and McDonald's? You did not read the Daily Beast article? Uh, I heard about Kevin Smith on Smodcast top, uh, tipped me off to it. I'll, don't read it now. I'm going to send it to you to read it later it's really long read so apparently this you might have you know what you might have mentioned this to me i just didn't yeah i yapped long. about it all summer long this guy Jer- jerry jacobson he was a security guard in charge of of the pieces ah fucking olive god damn it <laughs> <laughs> um, um sorry soon it's gonna be ryan with one eye uh, um so this guy was in charge of, of the game pieces and Eventually, uh, greed got the best of him, and he started. So, at the end of that commercial, you heard like Jerry Colombo uh, won a, a Dodge Viper. That guy was one of his friends. No shit. Yeah. It was. Um, he told him not to be in the commercial, and he did it anyway. Uh, so that guy holding up the key. If you look up the McDonald's Monopoly commercial, nineteen ninety five, with Jerry Colombo from Florida holding a red Dodge Viper key. That's one of the guys indicted in this. He passed away from a car accident, I think, so he never got in jail, but his wife did. His wife uh, was part of the the whole lawsuit. Um, So no one ever really won any of the prizes, ever. Oh, really? Ever. Nope. It was all this guy. It was all this guy giving out all the, every single major prize to his friends and family. I mean, but they thought people were winning, of course. They thought people were winning. But no one ever was winning. So basically, the Monopoly game was. Olive, stay off the audio board. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to send Schmuffin in here. Oh, I got capture a little Olive here. I'm going to send Schmuffin in here to bully you soon and to behaving. Uh, so um, they, they basically, the, you know how the game's played. They publish a board with probably two pieces in the newspaper on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You get the board, and then you, the goal was to collect other pieces. Now, the really hard pieces to get, you get like boardwalk would be easy, but park place would be really hard, and that'd be like a million-dollar prize. They make all the Dodge Vipers and all the, the Sea-Doo's and all the expensive stuff were really hard prizes to get. I really thought I was going to win a Sea-Doo. Everyone did, but no one ever did. This guy got them all and gave them all away, and he did it like pay-for-play. Like you had to give him some sort of money back, and eventually he got too greedy and 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 got tipped off by the FBI and a sting. They got the guy, uh, and McDonald's was just like, "What the fuck?" They uh, don't bite my headphones. How cord. long and how long ago? So this happened over the summer. The the case that the, it, it the, broke, or the case is going to trial. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, uh, it, the story came out this summer. 
Okay. But, but uh, like, what what years? Or does this go back to day one? This goes back to day one. Wow. It was never, ever, ever legit. So for when was the first year that they did Monopoly? I think... Mid-90s? Oh, I got, hold on, I got to hear my notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, 1987. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought it... Huh. And 2000 was when they caught the guy, but the story just came out. And it's oh, it, so it's already optioned for a movie. Oh, uh, of course. 20th Century Fox bought the rights, uh, Affleck's directing, and it's written by Paul Warnick and Rhett Reese, and I guess Matt Damon's starring in it. Sweet. Uh, one good thing he did in 1995, he, he just, I guess, felt bad. So he left a million-dollar winning game piece in the mailbox for St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. McDonald, that was the only uh, party that McDonald's didn't make repay. Oh, that's uh, nice of him. Yeah. That's good. They didn't go after them. They let him keep it. Wow. So, and is, are they still doing uh, The last time I remember, like, seriously playing, well, they changed it after a while, too. Yeah. Uh, like you weren't still getting the stickers and stuff on the cups or in the mail. Right. So after after that, they decided to administer their own contest to prevent fraud. Mm-hmm. They they fired the Simon Worldwide Gaming Company that was responsible for this. Um, and then uh, I think Monopoly has been back since 2016. They did it in 2016. But it hasn't been the same. I don't know. I don't. I know that until two thousand, it was um, it was it was fraud. You didn't win mm-hmm. anything. And that Jerry- I remember the last time. So I had, I I remember vividly like mid ninety when it was real big and they were really promoting the shit out of it and it would be in the paper, and I that day that it came out, I would make the rounds. I would make sure, like, I would get around to all the family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, so I could steal theirs out of their papers. Right. So I could get their initial starter tickets. So that Columbo guy, apparently, that's in the commercial. Ah. That's my Columbo impression. Oh. Not that Columbo. We're talking to Mafia family. He was was associated with members of the Columbo, Columbo Mafia family. Oh, so if look up Daily Beast in an article, I sent it to you, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. But if you want to read it, it's um, it's hold on, let me see what's written. By. It's it's a long read. It's written by Jeff Mayish, M A Y S H, and it's called "How an Ex Cop Rigged McDonald's Mo- Monopoly Game and Stole Millions." <laughs> it's it's really good. I was compelled by this. I read it while I was in downtime during um. Music Fest this year, and uh, I'm really glad I did. It was, it was a great story, but it kind of depressed me because I really thought I was going to win something as a kid. I'm not bad love yeah. that game. Oh, you would have. I was always the ski And what the fuck am I going to do with that? I live in <laughs> in eastern South Central Pennsylvania, like eastern Central South, I would guess. Yeah, eastern Central South. But yeah, I remember when we would go up. I have a uh, Mrs. Squeezer and I took a road trip up to uh, the fine state of Vermont. 
This would have been 2009, 2000, no, 2010, 2010. Mm-hmm. And as you're driving up that way, we would hit up. I It was during the Monopoly game was going on, and I would hit every McDonald's because I would just go for coffee. Yeah. And, you... and especially up there, they also, because once you start getting up into New England, it's all Green Mountain coffee up there, which some people are like, ooh, Green Mountain. But when you're drinking coffee down here, trust me, Green Mountain coffee is goddamn amazing from McDonald's when you're up that way. Um, but I would stop just for, I would get my coffee, and I wanted my my uh, my uh, Monopoly stickers. I don't, I don't know if anyone's listening closely. Uh, Schmuffin just came in. Her normal like appearance. She hi Schmuffin. She, well, she, uh, Uncle Squeezer says hi. She meowed and then she got close and realized that Olive was on my lap. I'm trying to tame her. She hissed and she's at the doorway now, not looking happy. And and uh-uh. Olive is wants nothing more but to run up to Schmuffin and, and uh, torment her. But um, oh, this is gonna be like boogie nights. <laughs> How is it gonna explain? I don't. <laughs> I, uh, we, I just you're gonna get shot in a donut shop, probably. Should we move on to your next pick? Uh, yeah, let's proceed. There we go. When you believe in magic, and the hope you do, you'll always have a friend wearing big red shoes. <laughs> Anything can happen right before your eyes. Whatever you're expecting. That's kind of creepy. So since you left, and I knew we were gonna, the McDonald's show is next. So what was it like two weeks since we did our last show? Yeah. This has been in my head for those last two weeks, like nonstop. Well, you do believe in magic, squeeze. I, I believe me, I do. I, I am a wizard. No, don't do not knock my do not knock my recorder off. Let go, let go. Oh my God, she's just like she's a monster squeezer. She's just laying here, like, acting like she's asleep, and all of a sudden her paw goes up, and she tries to knock my recorder on the mm-hmm, ground. Mm-hmm. You know, if she weighed about 20 pounds more, she'd be ripping her throat out oh, right now. Oh, of course. She weighs... Yes. She doesn't even weigh a pound, I don't think. She's so teensy. But yeah, she would be eating my throat right now. Yes, they're... they're nature's killing... They Cats serve one purpose, and that is... They're, they're just... They're murderers. They're all just mass murderers. Yeah, she's chewing on my finger right now, but, you know, she's got mm-hmm. tiny little kitten teeth, so. All right, oh. g- anyway. If she could, she'd be tasting your flesh. Yeah, she wants to. Um, So, to me, like, I, I was thinking, it, it was great you started off um, with that, with your pick, and because I was just, I was going to ask you, like, what is the jingle, what's the, the one that worked for you? Yeah. I didn't have to ask you that. Good time you for a great for taste for McDonald's, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's the "Do you believe in magic?" jingle. For me, I I find it weird. I I know there are so many others, and like you know, have you had your break today? And that one Ugh. too. This one just kind of stays with me, and like in my mind, like if I see a McDonald's ad, like this kind of just pops in my head and plays in place of, um, I'm loving it or whatever the hell they're doing now. I don't even know what they're doing now. Uh, the the ba 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 kind of pops in my head too. It kind of, but this one, um, 
it feels like it lasted longer than than it actually did. So they started doing this in like 92. And there are a couple versions of it and different edits using it, but it's, it's originally um, Do You Believe in Magic by The Love and Spoonful, uh, originally recorded back in 1965. And this song's been used in every commercial, every movie. It, you've heard it. Um, the, the only thing that is still there is the initial Do You Believe in Magic and then the... Uh, the instrumental itself, the rest of the lyrics are changed. They actually, back in 1965, uh, those guys, they did not um, write uh, Ronald's Big Red Shoes into uh, no, they didn't. into the lyrics. No. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, for me, it was one of those jingles that it just kind of, it sticks in my head and I, I associate it with not just that chunk of time like to me it's like still alive like it's still like a mcdonald's ad like i almost don't recognize that they stopped using it they don't even use ronald anymore do they uh i think ronald is still active on the roster they'll bring him out from time to time um but everyone else from mcdonald land um is just they were, they were kind of shipped off like a, a Chinese celebrity that doesn't pay taxes. If I look like I got in a fight with a fucking Bengal tiger tomorrow, like a teensy one, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all this. Like, like a badger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I do appreciate your joke about what they shipped Ronald off in. <laughs> Just getting bit to pieces by this little feisty kitten, trying to get her not to knock my. Stuff everywhere. Schmuffin's just so much easier to deal with, isn't she? Well, yeah, eventually cats just get tired. Once they realize they can't kill you, yeah, she'll just... or she is, and she's just biding her time and, you know, You're saying putting together her, her yeah. Rube Goldberg machine of death that yeah. eventually is going to take you out. Well, if I, want, if I die, I hope it's Dude, at Just Alice be grateful. If, if cats had opposable thumbs, we'd be fucked. Yeah. Because they'd make cat guns. <laughs> they would. And we'd all be dead at the hands of cat mm-hmm. guns. Yeah. So, you ready to hear my odd third pick? Uh, yeah. All right, here it is. It's odd, but I, I've written about it before, and, and uh, it always it always captured my It is odd. Yeah. McDonald's is tossing salad with turkey. And ham, it's new. Fresh salad. We're tossing salad fresh all day. It's a meal. It's a big new taste. It's a new chef salad. Toss fresh to go anywhere you want to have it. It's a new time for the great taste. New chef salad. I'm so I couldn't find any commercials for the mixed salad shakers. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, but the salads in general, McDonald's always fascinated me. When I was a kid, I wrote about, if you read, go to radios.com and read about beach. I remember going to the beach and I, it was the first time I ordered the chef salad, the one they talked about in there from the, com- from the commercial at a McDonald's and it had like the sliced up turkey and ham in it. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, and I had Thousand Island dressing. It was, it was really delicious. I loved it. And there's nothing healthy about it. It's full of cheese, lunch meat, and fucking Thousand Island dressing. It's, yeah. It's basically like a, a hoagie in a fucking bowl. Yeah, you're better. Oh, God. You love a good hoagie bowl. God, I love a hoagie bowl. But um, we later. We haven't talked about Wawa in like two weeks. I know. It's, I, I haven't been to Wawa since I've been back to Europe. <gasps> they don't know. have them over there? Uh, they they should, but they don't. I'm going tomorrow. Don't worry, I'm going tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so, um, th- later in like the late '90s, early 2000s, they released their mixed salad shakers. Remember these? I do. They I ca- mean, I remember seeing a commercial for them. Trust me, I wasn't getting one. Right. They came in like a Slurpee cup, <laughs> but there was no hole for the straw. Yeah. So it was like a salad in a cup, and you put this like round dome on it, and you pop the dome off put your dressing in and then shake it up and then eat it with a fork out of that. They had the Caesar, the garden and the, the chef. And, um, I just feel like there wasn't enough room in there to properly toss a salad. No, no, but these were, these were like really popular, but they, um, you'd think like they were the most popular thing McDonald's ever sold by how like people talk about them on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like things that we miss, like the McPizza, the McHot Dog, the McSpaghetti, and the fucking salad shakers. They put salad in a cup. That's it. Yeah. But it was big. And, and McDonald's, I don't know, fast food companies and the, and their salads, they, 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 they get too fancy now. But I think if they would go back to what they had, like the chef in the garden, I don't know. There's something special about that. The simple menu of McDonald's in the late 80s, early 90s always always harkens a special place in my my heart. Yeah, you don't need to throw in all the... If, if you're going to McDonald's, I don't need a, like a Greek salad. Like I don't need like feta in my McDonald's salad. Right, I don't need a chopped like fucking Waldorf salad. I need... Yeah. I want to... Give me a chef salad. Give me a hoagie Actually, bowl. That does sound really good right now. A chef salad? No, Waldorf. A Waldorf's. Uh, so yeah, that I'm strictly a Caesar guy. Me too. Chicken Caesar or Caesar anywhere I go. That's the easiest way to go. Because mm-hmm. if it's done right, you don't really need to fuck with it. You know, I was told like a lot of people don't like Caesar salad. They're crazy then. Like I fought tooth and nail for that for at at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of salad you want? I'm like, Caesar, obviously. And everyone's like, yeah, but not everyone likes that. Are you insane? And I believe my response was, I don't care. Right. It's my special day. It's my favorite. I want a Caesar salad. It's my favorite part of your wedding. The Caesar salad? Yeah, it was good. I love Caesar salad. Yeah. If, if, if I go to a restaurant where I don't feel like anything, like, I go to the Caesar salad. Like, chicken Caesar salad. Easiest mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's lettuce... Dressing, croutons, Parmesan cheese, grilled yep. chicken. Perfect. I make it all the time. It is in Dunright. It is the perfect salad accoutrement, and mm-hmm. don't need anything more. And and let uh, with all the haze around kale, uh, romaine is health a healthier vegetable. There's more yep. vitamins in romaine than there is kale. So yeah, and it doesn't taste like kale. <laughs> It doesn't taste like nothing. Like exactly. I'm like, hey, I'm getting nutrients, and I don't have to taste them. Right. It's a, cr- it's a very crisp, flavorful. Yeah. I just want that crunch. That's all it is. Like those bones in romaine. 
mm. that make it so good. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little, uh, just a, this is the right amount because you got to toss it right too. You can't just you don't just drizzle the Caesar dressing on this lettuce. You no. Gotta put you, it in a bowl. You toss. Let it run down and then toss it through that to coat everything nice and evenly. Right, and 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 a good Caesar salad will have a shaked, tossed Parmesan and then shaved or like there's two Parmesans. Like yeah. You take your shaked and you you toss it with that. Mm-hmm. And then you shave it on, you, you shave or, uh, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Great. Shape you great. Shave or great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Your Parmesan on top of it. Mm, sometimes a little cracked pepper, just a tiny little. Oh like yeah. You, need, you need that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at me talking. So- now it's not the healthiest, but once you put that Caesar dressing on and throw in the croutons and cheese, but. Yeah, it's it's that cares. It's delicious. Acidic dressing with the cheese and the croutons and the, the grilled chicken. Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, you throw that in, or I I I rarely I don't usually do. Ch- Sometimes I'll do chicken if that's all I'm having, but I like to do it uh, especially on the like a squeezer summer of clams. Yeah, it's like the perfect go-to. You throw in you throw in a bushel of clams and a Caesar salad for yourself for lunch and you're set. <laughs> You did. Uh, did ha, this summer really wasn't a, a squeezer summer of clams. I did a. I had a decent amount. What it was wasn't your, as, It wasn't as crazy. I just didn't have time. What was your time. biggest uh, this summer? Tell us what your biggest food adventure was. Uh, a shit ton of Taco Bell. <laughs> that's that's way every, too much more than I should have. That's every summer. For both of yeah, us. It's just, it's right by the fucking, it's, it's right, right out the back door of the ballpark. It's, right it's easy. And it comes in a box. Trust it's, it's me. It's like an adult, it, it's we, an adult happy meal. We, uh, why don't we ever count Wawa for how much we eat? Because that, that, that's like going to a fancy restaurant. <laughs> but aside from it's fast It's a restaurant that serves gas. Aside from fast food, tell us a culinary story of, of like something that you really went crazy on this, this summer. Oh, this ste- I had a I had a couple good steaks. I really mastered making a good steak this summer. Uh, cast iron or grill? Uh, well, I I don't have I have a glass top, so I I have stainless steel. But uh, uh, oh, stainless steel is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You, it's not as good as as cast iron because you don't get that infusion of the flavor, and it will stick a little bit. Yeah, but you um, get that good fond. But yeah, you, you get the same. Deglaze it on a, on a stainless steel. You get that good fun. You could deglaze and make a good sauce out of. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, well, that's how I burned my hand because I was making the sauce and I grabbed the pan and because I had the glove, I dropped the glove. Normally, I slide over the handle, mm-hmm. and I didn't, and that's how I burned my hand. And then had to annoy Mrs. Squeezer for a good two weeks that I wounded myself preparing food for her. <laughs> uh, you're. Um, but yeah, I made a I made a couple really good steaks. Um, Any good cheeses? Uh nothing as uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Just there was there was really this summer went so fast there was no time. We, I didn't, we had an, an, I didn't smoke a single thing on the grill this year. Jeez. I didn't smoke shit. Well, I got a I got a mine's going to the graveyard, so I'm look for the off season. Look for a good smoker. We uh in Mallorca squeezer. Our hotel had uh, the food was included and it had a spread and it was it wasn't like going to Car- Caribbean having a spread. This is Spain, and you're having mm-hmm. a spread. So we're talking like, well, like tapas olives, stuff. tapas, yeah. breads, cheeses. 
they had a uh, Munchango, and 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 I you got to talk to Enchantress. Manchego. 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 Well, I mean, that's how you pronounce it here in in PA. I'm sure you're probably. No, I, I'm butchering. I'm just saying. I actually what... have I actually have some upstairs, and I just picked up a. Oh my a little bit, uh, upstairs. god! It's my favorite. Isn't we... it amazing? It's so good. Yeah, Enchantress. You, sli- you gotta slice it real thin. Really thin, yeah. Enchantress. Sh- if you if you can shave if you have a shaver and you can shave it, that's the way to go. Enchantress really went to town on the cheeses. Um, I went for some other food, and then I like I thought cheese was an afterthought. I should have went with her and really went on all the cheeses. But the manchego was so freaking good. And um, hold on, I'm gonna pull up a menu from Barcelona. We're talking food. We're on an offshoot. I mean, it's McDonald's, so it's really not an offshoot. So the well, best talking McDonald's. Now we're talking about food. <laughs> That's true. The best thing I've ever eaten uh, was in Barcelona. It's it was at this menu called La Triunfal. It was a pepito. So it was a sandwich. The bread was like like a really nice soft bun. And um, I don't know where I'm going to look it up. Mm, I thought I had. Maybe I took a picture of the wrong menu. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, it was it was just like sliced beef, like steak, some cheese, um, uh. Oh. A, a grilled poblano pepper on top, and this mm-hmm. this mustard sauce. It was the best sandwich I ever have had. It is so freaking good. This place looks awesome. Oh, you looked it up, Latrofuna. I'm on TripAdvisor. Try. They have like an oyster bar. Uh, I don't know. People can hear me clicking. Yeah. It's... Now I just. Is it La, La Triumphal Barcelona? Uh, yep. Yep, then that's it. TripAdvisor. Yep, this is it. Look up the, the nachos. Like, yeah, it's, oh my God. Do you think nachos could be perfected? So it's cool. Uh, I don't know. Chicken Lounge does Doritos. <laughs> I don't know. These guys, it, everything was so freaking good. And, um... They have this beer there called Estrella. It's Estrella for us. Mm-hmm. Squeezer. It is the best nectar. It's like nectar of the nectar of the gods. It is so good. I and do you see in the picture of the bar all those olives in the background? Yeah. I love olives. You would you should go you need to go to Barcelona. It is just Oh, look at the first picture. That's the nachos. I went through all the pictures. This is a fun show, everyone. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I, I see, like, mussels in the first picture. Yeah, there's, in there's like, papaya. I'll find it, huh? Oh, there they are. Yeah. So, oh, those look good. But but they put, like, this pico on instead of just the the, the peppers. Yeah. So it was like a chop, me- and it was it, you like, oh my god, 
It's like, how do they make this so if good? Anyone, so we're on. Um, we're at La Triunfo on TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor, just in case, yeah. so you guys can follow along on your ride your show. We can add this one to the bingo card when we start going off on. Yeah, uh, it's L A space T R I U N F A L, and it's in Barcelona. Oh God, the food is good. Yeah, the sandwich squeezer. It's just it. It changed me. You're killing me. I'm sorry. It's really good. It looks awesome. I think you, you and Mrs. Squeezer, I've, I've told you Munich is good. I told you Paris is fantastic. But I really think you two would love Barcelona. I think all of you listeners, if you can make it to Barcelona, would love it. It's, it's a, it's che- it's, first of all, it's cheap. It's really not expensive at all mm-hmm. in Barcelona, aside from the flight. Well, I think we're, we're getting out of town sometime soon, um, taking a trip. So well, Good for you. Thinking uh, Phoenixville. <laughs> would you take a trip to a NASCAR race? Uh oh. I need a time machine to do it right though. Alright. I'm loose. Coming in, guys. Look! Bill's in trouble. Don't worry, Bill. We'll take it from here. <laughs> find a fast and friendly drive-thru crew? Did somebody say McDonald's? What the Awesome fu- Bill from Dawsonville. <laughs> this is a world I don't know anything about, so you have to you have to explain At it. all? I, this was if we talk rad years and we talk 90s, I you could dedicate an entire show to NASCAR and it still not be a sports show. Well, people would argue, well, of course not. They're just driving cars. But believe me, they're athletes. It takes a lot. Um, I mean, NASCAR just blew up in the 90s. Sure. It was it was huge. And it had everything to do with the marketing, with the advertising, with the crossovers. They were all in. It just it took off. Right. And you also had the personalities. And um, one of them, and he was like, uh, he still is amongst the most beloved race car drivers of all time, and that's Bill Elliott. He's a 1985, uh, 1988 Winston Cup champion, Um, and he won, he had like 44 wins under his belt, and then he was racing for other teams, and then in 19, he had an NES game, which is an awesome uh, Bill Elliott's NASCAR challenge, I think I mentioned it before on the show, Uh, great racing game, I remember my neighbor let me bar up, like, this is awesome! Um, it was the, that was the first like driving simulator I ever played. And, um, uh, in 1994, he, uh, left his old team and started up his own, um, uh, again, Bill Elliott racing team. And they brought on McDonald's as their sponsor. Mm -hmm. And I had a shit ton. So I, back in day two, so I was, uh, uh, a Davy Allison fan, the Texco Haviland car. Right. Um, and then, but before him, I was a Bill Elliott fan because I, as a kid, I loved Budweiser. So um, when he took over McDonald's, I thought it was the coolest thing because I'm a kid. I like McDonald's. I like race cars. And they also had some sweet-ass paint jobs, um, which is what it was all about, too. 
and the merchandising, the T-shirts, uh, the die-cast cars. Um, and McDonald's just threw the money at it. And it was a great, you know, and they had the commercials too where he's going, the commercial we played him going through the drive-thru. Um, the idea came to me last week when we talked about uh, Mac Tonight. Um, yeah, because there was a race car for Mac Tonight. There too. was a, uh, a McDonald's 94 uh, Mac Tonight uh, Ford. I think it was the Taurus. They were running the Taurus model at the time. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of different ones. There was like uh, uh, the red one with the golden arches on the top. Then they had some uh, uh, like white on the front of the car. But the baddest ass McDonald's race car ever was all black and it was the batman forever bill elliott uh for thunderbird oh yeah or it was and it was but it was the thunderbat that's, oh, that's what they sick. called it it was the thunderbat see, see Squeezer, if you can check it out i'm gonna tell you something what's that i never thought much of nascar i've never a fan i never got it it never appealed to mm-hmm. me but every time you talk about it, it sounds cool. And then seeing uh, those pictures of you and your old man at the game, at the, what do they call it? What do you, race, at the, at the race, um, <laughs> at the game, <laughs> at the race, like, I, I long for that. That sound, that seems fun. Back in the day, it was, and you know what? You asked me why we stopped going, and I, I gave you the wrong answer. I said, you know, it, it changed and the sport it did change a bit and you know it got more commercialized and um <laughs> clearly how um, <laughs> exactly was but there in, room in a different for kind more. of way they kind of so many new fans came in it, it like the atmosphere changed it got more family friendly when it lost beer and cigarettes you're saying yes yeah it gotcha. got more family friendly and even as a kid i didn't want that because i grew up going to those races and he would take me to the infield and there were guys just, I watched a guy just chug an entire bottle of Mad Dog and then while well, standing on the roof of his truck, collapse on the roof of his truck and then vomit into the driver's seat through the window. And that's, I was like, that's America. I'm like, this was the greatest. It was awesome. It was a giant party. You didn't watch the race half the time anyway. You were drinking. I was drinking my Sprites. Um, and, um, yeah, you, and you had all the gear. Like, you'd spend, like, how we would spend money on, like, audio gear and camera gear now. Like, we would have all these rigs with scanners and stuff because you're tuning in to all the different drivers and shit like that. Oh, and yeah? You're, yeah, you're following it at a different level. You're not just sitting there watching the race. I'm you're, surprised my dad and brother weren't into that because they love scanners. Yeah. And... Um, but, yeah, it, it went deeper than that. and uh, And it was also just a drunken party at the same time. Here's what killed it and, and why I think we, we really stopped going a lot. And we would go on like some bus trips and stuff then too. But as far as like the big camp out, go all out, they stopped allowing you to take your own coolers in. Yeah, well. That right there puts the kibosh to it. Mm-hmm. Because do you know how much it's going to cost if you're going to have and you have to pay to drink 20 beers in the course of five and a half hours? <laughs> and you can't bring that entire... We would take in, I would, there'd be two bags. I would have the scanner bag, and my dad would have the cooler. Right. And so, and it was a big igloo cooler, like a lunch cooler. Mm-hmm. And that would just be packed full of beer and a couple sodas. 
and then the sandwiches would be crammed on top. And you ate like a pig back out the car anyway, so you didn't even really need food when you're in there. And then in the scanner bag, you'd have I'd have a bag of ice with more beers in there, with the scanners on top. Just hope it didn't melt before you got in there. Otherwise, you're gonna fry all your gear. Um, But yeah, they were good times, man. And it was there was so much merch because you would go through the they'd have all the trailers, like the car trailers that you see like in the infield that the cars are actually like hauled in. Yeah. They have identical trailers parked out front, but they're inside their merch trailers. And okay. basically, it's you're looking at like 42 different stores that you can go to to buy all of your, you know, God knows, every, absolutely everything that they had, including, where is it? I have it. So if you Google McDonald's, Google image McDonald's Bill Elliott, Okay. And you'll see all these cool, all the paint jobs and stuff, and you'll see the Batman Forever car, the right. Thunderbat. Right, I mean, that that was huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a picture of him, like, standing there with Batman next to the... Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Scroll down a little bit more, and you'll see a, a T-shirt. On a, it's a black T-shirt on a blue field. Uh, Elliot 94 back to Dawsonville. Uh, no, 90s Bill Elliot Batman Forever McDonald's. Ooh, t-shirt. I like this Mac Tonight car, man. Yeah, isn't that sweet? That I'm telling sweet. you, man, the paint jobs were awesome. See a hat. Anyway, what what it's, about the t-shirt? You got. I had this t-shirt. You have to see. The, where's the hat? Oh, here's him with Batman in the Batmobile. Yeah, keep going down a little bit more. Oh, there's another t-shirt. You're getting the same not, search results as me. He's not a blue. He's not a blue field. There's a sweater. Well, when I say blue field, I mean background. Like, here, I'm just gonna send it to you. Yeah, just send it to me. I like this Mac tonight car though. That's sick. yeah. He was on a All razor. Right. I just sent it to you. Oh, oh shit. I had this shirt. Oh my god! Can you find a picture of you wearing this? Ah, uh, I, I'll please. I have no idea. I'm, it's gonna be hard to find it, but I might. There might be one of me. My God, that's. Beautiful. I wore this to school, and they all. This is one of the more subtle ones that they had. <laughs> it was always there's always a car and a fighter jet, and then they'd also have like the silhouette face of a southern man on my chest. Um, did, did you have the racing champions Thunderbat diecast? Oh hell yeah, yeah! Oh. I had the I had the actual like the Matchbox size, and yeah. then like the were they one sixty four whatever they or uh, one twenty four uh, diecast? Yeah, I had those. I like uh, the, I, I like the match trade shows. I was and he wasn't even like my guy. That's almost like you'd have like multiple teams. You know, like you root for different guys, and I was just, I was obsessed with this setup. I like, I love this Mac tonight car. I want to get my, uh, my car wrapped like this. <laughs> it's like a Goodyear. It looks like McDonald's really was the number one. There's a few other names on this, but it's, it's pretty much Mac tonight. Yeah, they, that was the cool thing too with the. Um, a lot of his like McDonald's cars 
whereas a lot of guys would have multiple sponsorships. It was, it was a like they usually have them down in like the quarter panels. Yeah. But McDonald's is a big time sponsor, you know. So the more money they put into yeah. it, the less um Other the more the more surface piece. area they get. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I even had there was a, a again the Batman Forever car. Had, and the cars used to come on little stands and then they would come with like a trading card that would fit in a slot behind it. Right. So you can display all your cars when you weren't racing them. Uh, but yeah, I, I I've been thinking about this for quite some time, and God, uh, oh, just great memories too. But uh, the Mc the, the McDonald's cars, and especially yeah, the Mac tonight and uh, the the bat uh, the Thunder Bat, that was actually a really big deal back in the day. I don't think you ever won a single race in it, but uh, who cares? Yeah. Okay. Um. I got I got a sandwich for you next, Squeezer. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so let's see if you're... I, I, you have to remember this. You grew up in the 90s, so you have to. Deluxe. Do you remember the burger with the grown-up taste? Uh, I I remember seeing it, but I didn't consider myself a grown-up, so I was afraid to eat it. No, I never ate this thing ever. But I remember like the marketing. Everyone was obsessed with Arch Deluxe. Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant hawked it. So it was a um, quarter pounder of beef on a split-top potato flour sesame seed bun. Uh, there was a circular piece of peppered bacon, leaf lettuce, tomato. They specifically said processed cheese. You got your American cheese on it. Uh, sweet. Wait, they specifically said processed cheese? Yeah, in the commercial. Processed cheese. <laughs> uh, only in the 90s would you want to say, hey, this cheese is processed. Uh, sweet slivered Spanish onions, uh, ketchup. And a secret mustard and mayonnaise sauce, the grown-up uh, special sauce. Instead of mixing ketchup and mayonnaise, they mix mustard and mayonnaise. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, a huge... But there's still ketchup on it. Yeah, there's still ketchup on the bottom. So that's mixed in too. No, it's not mixed. It's on the bottom. The, it, the once you bite into it, it is. Yeah, once you bite into it. So uh, eventually they decided to make a whole line of sandwiches with these flavors. There was the fish filet deluxe, the grilled chicken and crispy chicken deluxe, but the arch deluxe burger was a big thing. It mm -hmm. started as the taste of the month in October 95, but in May 96, they released it in one of the most expensive marketing campaigns ever in the history of McDonald's. Wow. Uh, but customers were pissed that this thing cost so much. It was like $5. Uh, also, it's like really fucking not good for you. I think there is, uh, I believe, 1,190 1, milligrams of salt per burger. Holy shit. Yeah. And um, what is it? 610 calories per burger. Well, that's actually, when you think about it, it's not that bad. It's 36 calories grams wide. of fat and 13 grams of saturated fat. 
Okay, yeah, that's you shouldn't eat that. Yeah, the, that's not food. The one thousand one hundred ninety milligrams of salt is <laughs> that's almost eighty percent of your daily sodium content that you're supposed to have for a regular I'm diet. Like, uh, how how do you not like? You would walk out looking like grimace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, McDonald's spent three hundred million on research, production, and marketing. Wow, that was money well spent, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to pay. I think Michael Jordan was in Larry Bird were in commercials. They rehashed that spot. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant was in commercials. They they did tons of these commercials. The the burger with the grown up taste, the Arch Deluxe. It got me because I remember I remember it like crazy, mm-hmm. but it's considered one of the most expensive flops of all time. Yeah, I mean, if you want a, if you really like are a connoisseur and you want a good burger, you're, you know, First you're gonna of go all, to Applebee's. <laughs> I'm not a burger guy, so like I feel like there's nothing you could get in a fast food restaurant that's better than something you could make in your, if you know what you're doing at home with the cast True. cast iron and smash burger style. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I never understood why anyone would go to McDonald's and not get chicken nuggets. <laughs> Well, you can still you can get chicken nuggets with your burger too. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my last next next yeah, not last pick. I wasn't even like if I go to McDonald's to even to this day, and I can tell last time I was actually at McDonald's. Like, it, you know what? The last couple times I've been there, it's always been just you're in a rush, and I get like a, a breakfast sandwich. Like there's nothing around, and like I need some calories always, on my drive. Always ever chicken nuggets. Barbecue sauce. Mm. I had just one for a bit, but if I ever go to McDonald's, uh, chicken nuggets, barbecue, and their barbecue sauce, I yeah. I do really enjoy. I love McDonald's chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce with their fries. I would even I wouldn't even have a no quarter pounder, no Big Mac, nothing. I was a straight up like basic cheeseburger. Yeah, when I was a kid, I get the two plain cheeseburger value menu. Yep. Even when it wasn't on there anymore, like it was on like the secret, uh, val- the secret, uh, yeah, menu. That, that I didn't eat him. I there was like a fifteen year period where I didn't eat at McDonald's. But was, yeah, that would be my my go to. Just the two cheeseburgers and fries. That's what I would want. That was my go to. But then chicken nuggets. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I still I like right now I cr- I'm craving the chicken nugget value menu. They are there is something about them, and right. the, no one else does them right. And it's mm-hmm. it's the breading, it's the the that certain kind of yeah the faux the, crust. It's the 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 faux what's that Japanese panko crust that they use? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. If if Burger King still sold chicken tenders, that would be a contender. Contender. Oh mm. snap. I see what you did there. All right, here's your next pick, Squeeze. Thanks, Robin. Aw. <laughs> What's this from? Uh, this would be that's some 8-bit goodness from um, an NES title of uh, McDonald's concept called. You want to say Mick Kids, right? Mick Kids? Mick Kids. Like, that would make sense, right? Yeah. But if you look at the title, 
of the game, if you look on the packaging or on like the, the main menu screen, you would have to call it MC Kids because of the punctuation. Mm. Correct? Hold on, looking. Yeah, MC Kids, yep. It's MC Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes no sense, but it's Mick Kids. In my, it's Mick Kids. So, you, um, you are a young child. Oh, this is made by Ocean? Um, they published it. Okay. Uh, it was developed by uh, Virgin Games. Oh, okay. Was it any good? Which, was it good? Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Uh, on, on, on the bell curve of NES games, especially on the bell curve of um, licensed um, cross-platform... Like, this game shouldn't be any good. It's a McDonald's video game. Yeah. Um, all things considered, I think it's excellent. It's definitely got some faults. Uh, I play, and it ripped a lot of stuff off from other games, but that's what the best things do. Is it better than the cool spot? Oh, 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 by far. By far. Um, this takes a lot of cues from Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. Oh. So just by doing that, just if you reskin it and yeah, you got me interested. You're you're set. So, um, you start off as a um, young little white boy, uh, unless you want uh, happen to be a young little black boy and you want to play as a young little black boy, you can bounce up into a block and you magically turn into a young little black boy. Um, just like real life. Just like real life. Or if you want to play two players. You go to the two up side of the screen, which I doesn't make any sense. But uh, and then the second player is uh, the young um, black male, because you would of course be the you know second player of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you as, as a young boy have to go help um, Ronald McDonald because he lost his magical bag. Um, <laughs> I have weed in that bag. It really is. It's kind of creepy. I'm talking through my teeth right now. The, the screens are kind of creepy. Um, like where uh, the the initial uh, in-game movies, if you will, at the time. Mm-hmm. The way the way Ronald cut, kind of bends scenes. over. What's that? The, the cutscenes. Cut yeah, cutscenes. Well, I'm drawing a blank. The way Ronald kind of bends over and talks to you. It, it, it really, in hindsight, I'm like, wow, this is uncomfortable. I shouldn't be talking to this guy at all. And I shouldn't be looking for his magical bag. You should be calling 911 on your cell phone. Um, but this was 1992. Like, Hello, young little boy. I'm a creepy clown. Oh, can you go on an adventure in which you could possibly die a bunch of horrible fates by um, badgers, snails, fish, elk, and also just falling to your death? Can I ask you a question, Squeezer? Yes, proceed. This looks like it was released in 1992. I think it was, no, yeah, 91, 92. Um, it was released in the North America February 92. Wasn't Nintendo done by then? Uh, it was on its... I mean, they were still putting games out. Yeah, I know they were still putting games out, but... Okay, Super Nintendo was released in America... August the 23rd ninety-one. Yeah, because I remember in Christmas of 91, I got Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So 
Man, this 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 game came out with the world At against the end, it. Well, I'm sure there was no. It was probably cheaper from to put it out then too, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just saying that's why I probably never heard of it. Yeah, it's I I say definitely if you can check out this game because there's some really like original mechanics that actually go with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the if on the surface you're like, oh, it's just a rip off Super Mario Brothers three. You run it's a platformer. You run around. Or and even some Super Mario Brothers two elements because you can't jump on characters. You have to pick up blocks and hurl them. It's just like Super Mario Brothers two where you're like hurling turnips, um, and you got to collect golden arches as if they're coins. Uh, you collect uh, the cards, and you're supposed to get all the cards so you can advance to the next level. And you go to like Birdie's house up in the clouds on uh, Super Mario Brothers three World five, uh, or uh, eventually, like to the moon, uh, and but some of the cool stuff. There's levels where you um, there's these little wheels on certain platforms. And if you run them at the right speed, it flips you upside down, and gravity completely inverts. And then you have to play the game running upside down, and you can jump. As you jump, you're actually jumping down, but the gravity pulls you back up, uh, and you can actually die falling up where there are, as if there was a pit on the ground, if there's a pit, a gap in the sky, and you fall through that, you're dead. Uh, what sucks is, and the controls aren't nearly as tight as, you know, the, cons- the greatest video game of all time, uh, but also a lot of what you have to work with is off-screen. So som- sometimes you have to make just a leap of faith and hope that there's a platform below you. Jeez. Yeah, and they just kind of pop up out of nowhere, or enemies pop up out of nowhere. Uh, the other cool thing is, like, there are these springs, and there's you bounce around all over the place, but there are these bigger ones. And for those, you have to, like, pick up a block, bounce on that, and it launches even further um, that are pretty cool. And then lots of just weird enemies, like I said, like elk and, like, weasels and, and stuff like that. Um I don't know if I ever actually beat this game if it held my attention enough. From what I'm reading, um, this would have been a much more popular game had it been released four years earlier. Oh, certainly. And maybe even if it weren't a McDonald's game. No, but I think it, the problem was it came out it came out sure. five months after, six months after Super Nintendo. Yeah. So It came out too late. Also, I, I think just by putting it out there and having the stigma of a McDonald's game, you know, people see that and they assume the worst. Yeah. You know? But if this weren't a McDonald's game, but, you know, like like a, a Kid Icarus kind of thing or like a standalone IP, I, I think people would be very fond of this title. Oh, absolutely. If you get a chance, check this out. If you get right. an emulator or your old, like, no, the old I have the NES yeah. Classic. I'll load it on. I know how to hack yeah. that thing. Load on. Give it a try. It's a really fun game. I really enjoy it. Um, and like I said, just be aware the cut the cutscenes aren't. Um, they didn't. Ex- they they might have ripped off uh, Super Mario Brothers three for the gameplay and like the idea of the overworld map. But when it came to cutscenes, they did not rip off Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> oh man uh, I'm on to my last pick uh, thank goodness we're four hours into this podcast 
Uh, it's been a long journey, but it's a good journey, and I think the people have enjoyed following us on it. But it's time, it's time, Squeezer, for my last pick. You ready for it? I, I've been waiting. All right, here we go. Big news. McDonald's supersize cups now feature the stars of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm a coon. Now at McDonald's, for a limited engagement, appearing on three different supersized Coca-Cola cups, the stars of the new movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Good time, great taste. Supersize makes in my place. Good time, great taste from McDonald's. Big the law. So, it's it's hard for me to figure out exactly when Supersize like came to be Squeezer. I thought it was Jurassic Park. Yeah, a lot of people did, but they offered it during Roger Rabbit. I remember these cups. Apparently Did we was, lie to people in previous shows? No. Was super, well, Jurassic Park is when it became a, an actual menu item for, for real. Okay. And it stayed from... Actually, kind of like became an option from April 92 to March 2004. And um, But like they'd occasionally, just like with Flintstones the movie, which you talked about often, offer it as like a special thing. So during Roger Rabbit, it was a special thing. So you got the supersized cup, and of course you had to get the supersized fry. But I love these movie tie-ins. The Batman Returns one is the greatest, especially because if you read Tim Burton's like uh, interview about the reaction McDonald's gave when they saw like the black goo coming out of Penguin's mouth, and they said, "We can't sell Happy Meals to this," <laughs> but they still did a full like fledged thing. And I, I as a kid, I was ten years old. Squeeze, you were nine. We loved every fucking inch of that promotion. Every toy. Oh, fantastic. Every fucking flyer frisbee cup on the supersized fucking five-gallon cups of soda. A 10-gallon bucket of fries. I know that it's not healthy, and I know that Morgan's, Morgan Spurlock got rid of it, but I really wish they'd bring supersized back. I'd buy it even though I, I couldn't eat. I'd feed the fucking office with it. <laughs> oh, believe me, you wouldn't be feeding much. No, I wouldn't. But I don't I don't know if you'd be you know how to carry a cup that big. No. I just want the big fry. That that would be alright. Cause I can munch in that all day. Yeah, oh yeah. Because McDonald's fries, even though like they're not perfect when they, they go cold, they're still delicious. With that fake oh, beef yeah. flavoring. Mm-hmm. Especially the, even even if you have them, you throw them in the fridge and you just eat them cold out of the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something about like that whole like mystique of super size that that I I don't know for some reason and I gravitate to this often the the grand pooba meal mystique or stigma no the stigma <laughs> w was there and they got rid of it because of pressure from a movie which I love the movie it's really good you shouldn't mm -hmm. eat McDonald's every day everyone knows that if you do you have a problem yeah, it's common sense but like like the grand pooba meal like you get the the McRib the supersized fry and drink. And it, the, the supersized drink, let's face it, should be fizzy water or a diet soda, but pretty much fizzy water. Then it really wouldn't be the most horrible thing. Mm -hmm. The three gallons of Coke is really what kills you. Yeah. Yeah, the sandwich isn't getting any bigger. No. No. And all those fries, like, you're not going to eat them all anyway before they go kind of hard and cardboardy. Uh, trust me. 
I think that uh, it's not the worst thing, and I no. think. They and I mean, back. you can. How about you, you bring it back, but you just reduce this. So I got a. Where did we go the other day? Oh, we were out at your old uh, alma mater, and the only thing out that way is a Burger King. Right. And it's the only time I eat really eat fast food anymore is those days that I'm out there and there's a, we go to that Burger King. Medium. What'd you get? I think it was a Whopper, Whopper Junior. You know, but I get the medium meal. And the cup came out, and I I thought I was gonna drown in it. I'm like, this is a medium. Like, I'm not even gonna drink all this. Like, this is an to me, it's like an extra large. And I'm I'm not the most svelte of all individuals. You get well, you're a handsome boy. Do you get fries or onion rings? Ah, uh, fries. Ah. Oh. I uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, no, I like fries because then you never. Sometimes you get one onion ring in there, and it's the most exciting time of your life. It really is. Yeah, that that is, that's up there with like three chambered peanut used to be. Now now you got to go for the four banger. You know, three chambered peanuts are pretty common nowadays. Yeah, right. Um, but if you you get like a four banger in there, that's huge. When you get, when you get that uh, that onion ring in with your fries. Oh, that's a special day. Yeah. I'm not like the biggest onion ring fan ever, but... Oh, you got to come out with me to Leesport, and I'll get you some onion rings. Burger King onion rings are are legit. Good. I mean, you you see a little bit of your soul and your actual body dying with every bite, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. I was going to pick the McDonald's onion nuggets. But they discontinued those in 1979. But I just love the ad for them. I wish they'd bring them back. Oh, that would be sweet. I can go for some of those right now. Oh, I can too. I can go for some. I can go for like a good blooming onion right now. I could go for a super size. It's 1.30 in the morning and I could eat a blooming onion by myself. I could go for a, I never had a McRib before in my life, but I want one so fucking bad. <laughs> and um, They used to serve them to us in, in high school. Not necessarily McRib, but it was the same thing. Yeah, it was sure. just a pressed pork meat patty. I, and um, also, right now, I could go for like a super size, even though I can I can only eat a small uh, check chicken nugget value meal with barbecue sauce. And um, they know I could go for those nachos from La Fufa. Oh God, it was so good. That food was so good. God, fuck all McDonald's, Burger King. That food, that that beef sandwich and it's it's not big there's not like a pound of beef on it it's like really thin sliced raw uh, rare beef squeeze i just wanted to see if i can throw you off into that tangent again. you got me going it yeah. didn't take it didn't take much all right here's your last pick let's go here we go grimace in storyland whoa i'm in storyland uh-oh i'd better go keep an eye on grimace little red riding hood did Grimace walk this way? No, he walked this way. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. The cat and the fiddle and the dish that ran away with the spoon. Fee, foo. Come on, Grimace. It's time to get back. Oh, boy. Lunch at McDonald's. I knew you liked happy endings. Now I know why you picked that spot. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> it's a family show. You, you know no one... You who know gave, someone on set knew that. Who gave... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who gave... They fed, you know it wasn't in the script. 
and and some guy wearing cargo shorts with a roll of tape on his belt fed Ronald that line. Who gave that big purple hairy dick the happy ending? Birdie. Uh. Hamburger. No, he probably, he probably no he probably went all in like the Fry Girls, like they probably all, probably like all all three Fry Girls. As long as it wasn't the McNugget Buddies. <sighs> no, whole... no, they're too sweet and innocent. They are. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like we're not repeating the Catholic yeah. Church here. No, no, no. So, the Rad Years provides. You know, we 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 throw out some actual information from time to time. Sometimes we answer questions, and today we're going to try to answer what is grimace. That's what I want to try to figure out here. So a little backstory. He was a shake, right? Well, you're supposed not to be like officially. the the bad face you get when you can't like suck the shake out of a straw. I think. Uh, you know what? Again, theories. This is where we're going with this. He was supposed to be That's a bad guy, and he had like four arms. What's that? He was supposed to be a bad guy with four arms. Originally, he started off as a bad guy. Uh, he had four arms. Uh, he looked like he was like a, a a big purple diabetic Goro. <laughs> and he would just, he would capture all the milkshakes. And you never saw him uh, consume them. But you assume that if he did, and if let's say he is an upside down uh, milkshake, then Grimace is also a cannibal. A friendly cannibal. He he really, well, not initially. He scared the shit out of some kids. Um, he also kind of came off as like, originally in the original commercials, like from the early 70s, he looked like the executioner from 300. Uh-huh. Eventually, when it was right after that first run of commercials, they turned him to a good guy. And he got to be a little more purple. Hey. Now it could also be the quality of the video that I'm looking at. Remember um, his uh, drunk, uh, stereotypical Irish uncle, O'Grimus? Yep. Yeah, he would come around from time to time to sell those uh, uh, shamrock uh, shakes, vomit shakes. Yeah. Um, they would. I I can't have one. I I guess people say they're great. I get sick just from the smell of them. I'm not a shake um, guy, but so, I like the idea of them. Oh, I, I love I love a good shake. And so he this might be so he went from being the uh, shake stealing bad guy to one of the most beloved characters in all of McDonald land. And it it's the biggest face turn uh, since Andre slapped Heenan <laughs> and broke away from Haku. Yeah, it was that and. McDonald's really was ahead of the curve in putting special needs characters on TV. Example? You've seen Grimace, right? Birdie wears that little, like, headset all the time. Well, yeah, but it's Grimace. He's, he's, not, he's a little slow. Hamburglar. All oh. right, so they're all a little special. <laughs> well, if you're just eating McDonald's all day long, you're not getting the proper nutrients into your brain. Right, so. and they're all kind of being molested by Ronald. Eat this fast food. <laughs> yeah, and, and still to this day, he's still, like... So no one's seen Grimace. The only thing I can find online when I search, like, anything for Grimace was, like, he ended up at a Dodgers game in, like, 2012. 
Man, uh, I mean, Grimace is on the, the fucking bandwagon. What's that? Even Grimace got on the bandwagon? Yeah, he got on the bandwagon. Um, but yeah, he is missing in action, um, just like everyone else. I want to read, and I, ne- I never read directly from a wiki or anything. I like to have an actual source, but this is this is too good to, to pass up uh, just a description of what Grimace is. I'm reading this off the McDonald's wiki. Okay. Grimace is a character featured in McDonaldland commercials. He is a large, purple, anthropomorphic being of indeterminate species with oh, short um, arms and legs. He is known for his slow-witted demeanor. His most common expression is the word, duh, before every sentence. What's that word again? Anthropomorphic. I, I love duh. that is the perfect... It's the perfect description of what Grimace is. Indeterminate species. With a slow-witted demeanor. We don't... That's what it is. We don't... And Does he need um, a job on a crew? Oh, I'm sure he can work in television. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, right? But in, I know he's in front of the camera. Well, he was behind the camera when they did a, you know, movie. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, but he's out of work now. I'm sure we can get him a job. We need we need operators for Saturday night. He's a survivor. He survived the HR Puffin stuff massacre. Grimace, if you're listening, I'm sure we could get you manning a camera by the end of this week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's got the shape for it. Um, but yeah, when when um when they went out uh, off of uh when they sued McDonald's, you would have thought he'd be one of the first to go. But no, he he stuck around. Like Mayor McCheese, uh, had to make some changes and went to to the grave. But yeah, that that lawsuit changed a bunch of bunch of stuff. But yet somehow Grimace survived it. Which lawsuit are you talking about? Uh, the HR Puffin stuff. Um, you know the show. Oh, the the I don't I know the show, but what is his lawsuit? Okay, let me find the actual. Let me see. Uh, so back in the late 70s, so I know it's, yeah. McDonaldland is very similar to um, the HR Puffin stuff world. And so the Kraft family, Cinemarty or Croft Croft. family, that's what Croft. I was looking up, Kraft family. Cinemarty Kraft. Um, yeah, they sued McDonald's back in, I want to say, 79, 77, um, that all of their characters were basically ripped off. And if you look, and, like, Mayor McCheese is clearly, like, it, it, they're spot on. And yeah, uh, they had they got a cease and desist and had to refrain from using a number of uh, of characters. Wait, who is Mayor McCheese? Like, was this Sid and Marty Croft of Cheeseburger Mayor? Yeah. I don't believe this. I'll look what? it up. No, go ahead. You never heard of this lawsuit? No. I thought I talked about this before on the show. That's why I didn't have anything prepared for it. No, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, here we go. Sid and Marty Croft Television Productions Incorporated versus McDonald Corp. Uh, yeah, 1977. Um, oh, he's, he's just like... Uh, 
yeah, the giant heads, the stat, the sashes, all that. Um, they. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, yeah it was. McDonald's it was... had to pay out over a million dollars and cease from using a number of characters. What about Officer Big Mac? I don't know if he was part of that as well. And you'd think, like, uh, like I was saying, now, like Grimace would like fit right into that world. It doesn't help that the the, the sets themselves. Nobody messes with the Grimace. And, what's that? That's a line from uh, uh, the Clerks oh, cartoon. Oh. Nobody messes with the Grimace. Um. But yeah, so they had they had to cease using uh, a number of characters or change things up, and um, it did. It, like the 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 sets too. Like it looked so much like the world that they. If you watch those old Grimace commercials, um, you you would have thought that they kind of just snuck on set and started shooting uh, when no one was around on HR Puff and stuff. Hmm. But to me, like I, I Grimace was always my favorite. And he still is, and I'm waiting for him to come back. And I look at it more as, like, everyone thinks Grimace is a milkshake. I don't think he's any of that. I think he's much more than that. Grimace is all of us. He is. He's the American soul. He's our river of slime. He's a river of slime. He he. Grimace is not a being. He he is an omnipresent. He is all of McDonald's, all of America's slime formed into a big purple blob. It's like you froze him in one of those pudding pot molds. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pudding. Bill Cosby uh, would take all the fucking horribleness of the world and freeze it into a pudding pot mold. Well, I, I expected I, a better laugh off that one, Squeezer. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just trying to, you know... We, I know we tangent a bit, but I was thinking, I was not expecting us to end the show um, on Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. I should have been prepared for that. Oh, we should. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you can put up the theme. Because after two hours of this wonderful show, and I had fun with this one. This was fun, Squeeze. Oh, this it was a good, lot of fun. Uh, we're finally out of stuff to say, I think. I, I Yeah, I just stammered to the finish line. Uh, I was I was going good. I ran out of gas. We both just at the line. I I felt like I ran out of gas too. I I I fucking all of here biting on my goddamn big toe. And I, feel, I I went in. I even went in the grimace full steam ahead, and I I I just flatlined. Wave right that at white the end. flag, yeah. Ah, but a good show nonetheless. You guys got about two hours of us talking about McDonald's and everything no, else. You got about thirty minutes of us talking about <laughs> McDonald's. You still got a little of us talking to yeah. McDonald's. So uh, I really think that our um, your uh, La Fifi Barcelona, yeah, might be the most, the longest, most coherent tangent we've ever had on the show. I can't wait. I, uh, let me hear about it. If you guys like this, if you uh, want to hear more of our tangenting, uh, tell us what you liked and didn't like about the show. Go to radiers.com and let us know. Uh, if you like the show, rate and review us on iTunes. That's the easiest way to show some love and it helps spread the word uh until then we'll be back next week i'm rk oh and we'll have some we'll be talking comic-con i'm assuming the next oh yeah show, we'll right? be at new york comic if you're at new york comic-con this sunday sunday what day is that the seventh fourth this fifth sixth sunday. seventh yeah 
If you're uh, October 7th at New York Comic Con Sunday, uh, message me on, uh, DM me on Instagram and let us know where you're going to be. We'll be there. I want to meet you. Or send me an email. Yeah, send Squeezer an email. Squeezer at uh, radiers.com or rk at radiers.com. Let us know you're going to be there. We'll meet up with you and uh, we want to meet all of you. So we'll be at New York Comic Con on Sunday. October seventh. Um, then we can say we made an appearance at Comic Con. Yeah, then we'll, we'll, we're going to count it as an appearance. But uh, again, until then, I'm RK. I'm a Squeezer. You guys have a good night and day. <laughs>